Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to L Angel. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley, and this is the Spooky Angel Season 5 podcast by two spooky ghosts. This is episode four, Hellbound. Hellbound, Hellbound yeah, aka right. Spookmups. Original air date October 22nd, 2003, which is like pretty close to Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say a week later it's Halloween, but that's not actually true. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close to Halloween. And you know what? Spoilers, it was going to be a Halloween <gasps> episode. <gasps> oh Isn't my gosh, fun? we haven't had one in so long. In so long. Oh, I'm excited, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? This episode, they are on the Spook'em Up train, Michaela. Choo choo. <laughs> oh, the spookiest train. <laughs> the spooky train. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Ghost train. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Fred is here. She's working late. The lab is really dark, and like, God forbid, she turns some lights on. <laughs> No, that would waste energy. Yeah, yeah, I guess that, I guess. Yeah, like, she's worried about wasting energy, the amount of money she's spending on science. Jeez. <laughs> We've got the spooky camera shot flying through a door. And I'm like, why the fuck? And then I remembered that Spike is a spooky ghost. And right. I was like, ah, yes, of course. Spookiness. I would say that he's the least spooky ghost, but we'll get to that. <laughs> he is. Is he a ghost? Ah. Oh, who's to say? It's still so unclear. <laughs> Let's frame this episode up with talking about my interesting thing for the episode or the theme of it. Sure. And I think the most interesting thing about this episode has to be the amount of spookiness, <laughs> which is why I'm saying that I might be a bit one note for this podcast because half of my notes are the word spooky. <laughs> I've also written the word spooky a lot of times. I mean, but it is. It's a spooky yeah, it's episode. Very spooky. And yes, Angel and Buffy are ostensibly spooky shows, but they rarely take the time to be legitimately spooky. Yeah, to actually say, okay, we're doing this ghost episode and it's going to be kind of creepy. And yeah. It's going to be dead folks who are all stabbed up and whatnot also and ghosts you've got you know your hush which is much spookier than this but yeah that's rare i guess in in what is otherwise a horror teen tv show so yeah <laughs> yeah like it's really not very horror or thriller very often i can mm. think of yeah hush i can think of that the dawn part of conversations with dead people yep I think there are times where they maybe try to go spooky and it doesn't work. Like that stupid child killer demon killed by in the death. hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, pretty kinder sure you're thinking killed by something. death. What's the kinder stupid... stock. Yeah, something like that. Because it's the child's death. Yeah. 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 But... And like early season one in Buffy, they try to go spooky as well or like thrillery because they're really leaning on those tropes more. But then they're like, oh, we did that. And now we've got to find out what these characters are. <laughs> yeah. Maybe have actual, actual character work. Mm -hmm. I will say that I thought that the most interesting part of this episode was probably this idea that like both Spike and Angel are trying to atone for things mm. and the idea that like it doesn't matter what they do <laughs> yeah yeah hell judges you by your past actions not your current atonement and like just this idea that they did so much bad how mm. can they possibly balance the scale yeah it's gonna be tricky 
Yeah. So yes, Spike and Fred are getting chummy. Fred gets out the fabulous hand scanner again, which I am <laughs> I thrilled to see. Very happy. I got a lot of stuff to say about Fred and this scene. So my first picture, you want to try and read what it says? <laughs> Washer necklace made by a child. <laughs> so close. Was her necklace made by a child? Listen, was her and washer when you don't put any fucking spaces in. You have spaces in your file name, just not. It, uh. I'm garbage. Yes. Was yeah. her necklace made by a child? This necklace, the, it's just such large beads. And then there's like a flower on it. And it looks like the kind of thing that a 10-year-old would make from like a bead kit they got at the craft store. Mm, mm-hmm. And I guess what I'm saying is that I hate it. Kind of giving me some like surfer puka shell necklace vibes as well. It's just so chunky, you know? Yeah, mm. real chunky. Yeah. And then uh, the next picture I have comes shortly after this. I didn't notice this while watching the episode. What? Okay, okay. The picture is called Peekaboo. And the reason it's called that is because Fred is holding up this amulet that Spike was trapped in. And on its backside are two googly eyes. So, like, I found this information in the wiki, and I assumed that someone just thought it would be funny to put googly eyes on the back of the amulet, and they didn't consider that people might hold it up to the camera with the back facing. <laughs> like, at this point, it's now a hilarious angel prank, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> angel was staying late in the lab one night. Find some Uh. googly eyes. Now, this does not really contribute to the spooky tone of the episode, but I do appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of the opposite of that, but that's okay. Spike is really laying on the charm thick Mm. here, and really Mm -hmm. at any time that he's with Fred. Yeah, it's almost like he wants something out of her. I sort of was wondering, is this the reason he's targeted Fred for as like the person who's going to help him? Because he sees her and he's like, ah, oh, a woman. I can manipulate women <laughs> with my charm. With I don't know. My charm. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, Gov. Yeah. <laughs> How's oh, about geez. you do me a little favor? Maybe <laughs> I do you a little favor once I've got my body back, eh? He does say something about, like, giving her that hug, and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> Spicy hugs. <laughs> Fred drops a line about the prophecy of Shanshu, and Spike is very Shanshu! interested. And you're like, Michaela told us about this for a reason. Right? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's coming up. Nice, nice, nice. And no, they don't bring up the time that it was fulfilled when (laughs) Spike became a human and had a lot of sex with Buffy and ate some peanut butter. They sure, sure don't. Nope. They, um... The way that Fred frames it, it absolutely sounds like the Shanshu prophecy is specifically about Angel. Mm. And it it's not. (laughs) It, It is specifically about a vampire with a soul. So, like... Spike has come away from this thinking that that means Angel because of the way Fred said it, but, like, it doesn't necessarily. Oh, I got the other impression. I got from this that Spike's, like, a vampire with a soul, you say. All right, I might know someone who (laughs) matches that description there. Because the impression I got was very much Spike thinking, like, oh, another thing that Angel gets. Well, that's more of an Angel voice. All right, another thing that Angel gets. (laughs) I love that it always starts with, all right. (laughs) The only way I can get into the accent. Yeah, I, I can't get in on same, same. <laughs> uh, The other way to get into the accent is to say, hello, hello, hello. 
<laughs> yeah. Spike, yeah. <laughs> That's just so much longer, you know. <laughs> What's all this oh. then? I think is maybe another way in. Yeah. <laughs> so Fred has a quick flash of inspiration how she might be able to get Spike back. But before too much can happen, Spike falls down through the floors because those are only sometimes in phase with him. Right. I I have a note, a yelling note here that just says, what are the ghost rules? (laughs) (laughs) And I I feel like the answer is there aren't any. When Spike sits down on the couch next to Angel later, I'm like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) He can't touch anything, but this couch is fair game. Yeah. This coat this couch is dead and its ghost exists where it exists. It's just uh it's better not to think too hard about it because <laughs> there aren't rules, I think is the only answer. And Spike sees the first of our spookiest ghosts for this episode. A man with a fucked up face who cuts his own fingers off. I will say that that, like, finger-cutting noise is pretty grisly. Oh, no, and this is what I'm saying, that the spookiness <laughs> yeah. in this episode is top-notch. Like, this is a weird fucking ghost, and it not does not make me happy. <laughs> no! Spike sees him, and you're like, well, this is unpleasant, a little uncomfortable. And then Spike gets closer, and you're like, oh, it's horrifying. Yeah. Oh, I see. It yeah. turns around and jumps at him, and, like, it's quick enough that you don't get too long, because never linger on on these things for too long guys no no but no. they know that so there's yeah. just this flash and you're like ah something wrong with face and then it's gone <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so lauren's looking fabulous as always as he waltzes his way out of this episode <laughs> so that's why i've called this picture for lauren oh uh, e. yeah his <laughs> because, fucking uh, scarf is so long it's so long and it's red and it's sparkly. God, it's just so great. He's always and he's always got the collar just like popped right over mm. the lapels. Big collar, yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Looking fly and like he gets this line where he's getting into the elevator and as you said, getting out of this episode. Yeah, again. It's very sad. It's very sad. Lorne, he's so interesting. What do you mean you can't find things for him to do? Okay, what? spoiler alert, the next episode is going to be very Lorne-heavy. Ah! <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very excited. Very excited. Yeah, I'm excited. So Fred goes to Wes for help, and as she does this, something triggers in my mind. Mm. Michaela, you, you told me several things, including the prophecy of Shanshu. And I'm like, cool, that's important. I was listening to the episode again recently. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> you also mentioned that when Wes shows up at Wolfram and Hart... He's greeted by a dude who's like, these books can summon any book in existence. I am very proper and British. Where is this proper Britishman? I don't know, because they made this big deal about, like, Rutherford Cirque being here and him being a former watcher. And, like, Wes punches him. You're like, ooh, this could be some, some tension in the future. There could be a dynamic here. Yeah. And, like, honestly, and this is probably on me. But it genuinely didn't occur to me that we would never see this man again. (laughs) Right? Because, like, because, like, we see Knox again. You know, they're introducing people who, like, work in the departments of our cast members. So here I go. I'm going right now. And I'm going to look up this man and see if he is ever in this show again. Or if I just told you about him for literally no reason. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. (laughs) Okay. Oh, it's the moment of truth. Okay. (laughs) He's in one other episode. (laughs) That's so stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. Yep, he's in one season five episode that we haven't gotten to yet. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
father at that point. Because no one's going to remember who he was. Like, he was there at the end of the previous season for one episode. Yeah, but why bother having him in any season five? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Well, we're looking forward to seeing Rutherford Hayes again. (laughs) Uh, The third president of the United States. It's not. He was much later. It's perfect. Perfect stuff. Right. So, yeah, Fred has gone to see Wes because she needs a lot of fancy books and he's the book man. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we have this kind of cute, awkward moment where he's like, dinner? And she gets all like, oh, gee, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, no, I mean, you should eat one. Yeah, like, you have just no health right now, <laughs> mental or physical. You need to fix this shit. You're not sleeping. You're not eating. You're just literally in that lab all the time. Maybe take a break. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have much of a chance to respond to this before she gets pulled into a meeting with old broody pants himself by Eve. Old broody pants. And you're like, hey, look, Eve's back. I wonder if she'll do something interesting this episode. Nope. Nope. What is she doing here? Uh, Like, she's taking the place of (laughs) Harmony? Wouldn't it be more fun? Because she's she's fetching Fred to go see Angel. Wouldn't it be more fun if it were Harmony getting the jump scare as Fred turns around and didn't notice someone behind her? And it's chipper little Harmony rather than spooky in a fairly, I don't know, like, non-committal way. (laughs) I wonder if you've just answered our question by saying that in this spooky episode, you have spooky Eve instead of fun Harmony. That's true, Mm. I guess. Anyway, Eve Mm. is here. She'll- For whatever reason. (laughs) Maybe be important later. Um, So Angel's heard some reports about the financials from the lab. Yeah. And uh, there's a teensy overspending problem. Science is expensive, man. It's expensive. (laughs) Yes. I mean, she hasn't actually passed the million dollar mark in terms of exceeding her quarterly budget for this quarter yet. (laughs) But the quarter's not done. She could still make it. You're right. I've got a picture of Angel, you know, giving this news to Fred Mm. (laughs) that I've called (laughs) again with the hair. Yep. Because I think we had pretty normal hair the last couple of episodes. And we're back to this, like, I don't even know what to call this. It's There's so much volume, you know? You know, I'm not mad at Angel. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as usual, he's got his dress shirt undone <laughs> to a scandalous level. Like, this is not business appropriate. <laughs> Why bother with the blazer if you're going to unbutton your shirt that much? Oh, yeah. Very I, silly. I, Couldn't tell you. Right. But so Fred is trying to defend her position, why she's been spending all this money. And she basically says, like, you know, she's trying to make Spike corporeal again. (laughs) And she doesn't go as far as to say that Spike is the strongest warrior we have. (laughs) But she kind of dances around it, honestly. Uh, Yeah. Like, why bother (laughs) saving Spike, you know? And Angel's like, this is what you're spending all this money on? Why this? I hate Spike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should all hate Spike. Spike is bad. And uh, I kind of see it from both ways. Because this didn't really occur to me in the episode that Angel was right all along. Because I don't really want to side with Angel. On the other hand, isn't he right? Should they be saving Spike? Yeah, like, should they be expending this amount of resources on Spike? Mm. And, yeah, no. I don't think, I don't think they should. It's a hard sell. Like, they were doing fine before they had Spike, 
and now he's potentially going to be on their side if they manage to rescue him from this ghostly existence? Which would be a temporary reprieve at best. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Eventually he will die. And so Fred's point really is that, like, it's the right thing to do. And that's not... That's not a good enough reason for me, I don't think. Yeah, it is correct. She's very correct. It is the right thing to do. Yeah. It's not a good enough reason. Like, with when you take into consideration what she could be doing with her time and with her resources. Yeah. And, like, this whole idea of we're at Wolfram and Hart to, you know, further the greater good. The greater good. And stop all this fucking that. evil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not what you're doing. Huh. <sighs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on here. But then we get into the true spookiness of this episode as Spike is all alone in a very spooky lab, but it turns out he's not the only haunter around these parts. Is there a Gengar too? Oh, that's a bad joke. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking something similar myself. <laughs> don't worry. Pokemon, Pokemon joke. It yeah. is. Don't worry. Yeah, there's all sorts of spook-em-ups who aren't Spike. The woman with no arms who says mm, something mm, about mm. it's coming? Yeah, she just keeps showing up and being like, it's almost here. And I mean, she has no arms, so it's much spookier than what I just did. <laughs> I would say it's, yeah, at least twice as spooky as what you just <laughs> at did. At least, yeah. But yeah, the atmosphere is all set up. You know, you got the flickering lights. And even as Spike is calling out all of these classic horror tropes, they still work. <laughs> it's really great, too, because... In order to try to cover up the fact that this is scaring him, Spike is doing that, like, posturing. Pfft, couple of ghosts can't scare me. I invented <laughs> Afraid of the Dark. But the whole time, he's clearly very put off by this. As and, he like, should be. Yeah. Because he just keeps seeing spookier and spookier folks. <laughs> and what do you do when you are so incredibly desperate for attention and you are Spike? Well... You go see Angel? You go see Angel. <laughs> Oh boy, do they have a lot of chemistry. I do love them together. They are like... really good together. The The snappy dialogue <laughs> is partly there in the script, but it is always brought to life by the actors. And the just firing back and forth at each other about how stupid the other person is. <laughs> just squabbling. Yeah. And in this scene, like, you really get this sense that they have this shared past, and, like, mm -hmm. they are basically the same person <laughs> as much as they like to pretend they're not. Yep. Like, they've been on the same journey. <laughs> they have. Yeah. And, you know, Spike's like, oh, I heard about this great prophecy. Angel's like, prophecies are fickle things. They are not necessarily permanent. They don't mean yeah. what you think you, they mean. And we are both going to end up in hell. It's not going to be yeah. great. And Angel's been burned by a lot of prophecies at this point. Like, let's be fair, right? And also burned in hell. Yeah, yeah, for like a long time. Yeah. Before he should be a lot more messed up than he is. But that's fine. He did Tai Chi, yeah. it's fine. It, oh, so much Tai Chi. This little line where Angel says that he actually liked Spike's poetry. <gasps> oh my goodness. And Spike is just so <laughs> taken aback by it. Like, really? <laughs> and you're like, man, Angel would have terrible taste in poetry. Oh, wouldn't he, he certainly would. We've heard that fucking poetry. It was not good. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hawk. A lark. Uh, uh. <laughs> I swear it does I psychic damage. It. God. <laughs> <laughs> so 
a little bit, yeah. We don't have too much time to revel in this because things go from light to very spooky again. More ghosts start showing up. We've got a hanged man. We've got some other people just floating around. Spike's the only one who can see him, though. Yeah, it's very much like a Spike sees dead people moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's he's freaking out. No one really knows how to help him because they can't see what he's seeing and they have no idea what's happening to him. And they've got the mystics looking for ghosts and they can't seem to find any but Spike. I love that they have mystics on employment. Yeah, that's good on payroll. Yeah. Of course they do. <laughs> They should. (laughs) They got the, like, Scantron image in Unleashed from them. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, No, the mystics are all good times. But yeah, they can't detect any sort of latent energies, which can't they? Right. (laughs) Apparently they can't. Which doesn't make too much sense. But a lot of the stuff about... You know, the extra spooky man that we're going to get to Mm. really doesn't make too much sense. So I don't know that we should focus on it. Correcto. Yeah. Yeah. So Spike's like, okay, all right. Oh, you blokes have got to help me out. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then they're like, Spike, Spike, where did you go? And he's like, hello, 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 Spike here. I'm right here in front of you. And they're like, where's he gone? We don't know. He's vanished again. Uh Uh-oh, no one else can see Spike anymore. And a Uh, spooky voice tells him that no one can help him now. Oh boy, yeah, it's not it's not a great time for Spike. No. I would say it's probably his his lowest point as a ghost yeah. we're coming to here. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed the moment where I think it's after Spike has disappeared and, and Fred all very seriously says to Gunn <laughs> and Wes, he's slipping into hell. And they're both like, Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love it yeah. so much. It's such an anti-reveal for both of them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. Where else would you like, be going? Man, Spike picked well when he tried to emotionally manipulate someone into helping him. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Wes and Gunn are not not the ones to pick no. for this. Lorne is too busy, apparently. The luchador masked mailman ain't gonna be much Nowhere help, to be buddy. Seen this episode. Oh, he'll be back soon. Very exciting. So, what is to be done when you are a ghost and no one else can see you but to do some wandering around? (laughs) And what should Spike find but an elevator going down? And he doesn't want to get in this stupid spooky elevator, but really, what else does he have going for him, right? And it's the same thing where he's like, oh, come on, this is so played out. All right, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I've done this thing a hundred times. But then he's also really scared and he's like, I, I guess I have to go in. It definitely feels like they thought to themselves, okay, we're going to have this one very ghosty episode and we're just going to try to throw as many ghost tropes <laughs> into it as we possibly can. Turns out when you do that, if you do it carefully, you can make a really good yeah, episode. Yeah, no. I'm sure there are many ways this could go wrong, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't go wrong. No, it's it's a good episode. It's uh, It's spooky through and through, I would say. Hell yeah. He gets out back in this basement. And again, he's always falling into the basement of Wolfram and Hart. He finds himself teleported there. (laughs) It would have really killed the mood of this episode. But what I wanted to see was, because he always ends up in this basement. I just wanted to see the same bit of footage of Spike really annoyed, trudging his way back up Uh, a bunch uh, of (laughs) stairs to try to reach the penthouse again. So many stairs. (laughs) Because it would happen like four times in this episode where he finds himself in the basement and he's like, fuck, (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> you just see him going up like five flights of stairs. That's 100% a mood killer. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't have worked at all. <laughs> no. Would have been a good running gag. Yeah. So yeah, he's back in the basement. They have gone all out with these spooky ghosts. There is a lady with a shard of glass in her eyeball. Oh, I don't love this. I'll tell you that. Oh, no. No, no one likes this. And she tells him about the Reaper and you're like, is he less spooky than you? I hope so. (laughs) Turns out, yes. Yeah, thankfully. He's just a dude. He's just a dude. Compared to all these people who have been mutilated, you're not that scary, buddy. Like a serial killer doctor who engages in the dark arts? Spooky. Sure. I'll give yeah. you that. At least he doesn't have his face all fucked up. Ah, right. ah, like, like, these ghosts should not arms. be alive with their faces. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's having a real bad time. All the ghosts a real bad mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So Fred does some math by hand. Oh boy, do I love everything Fred gets to say (laughs) science-wise in this episode. Well, I had to extrapolate a new variation on interdimensional plasma dynamics on the fly, but if the math holds... All right. (laughs) It is a lot. When's the exposition dump about the Reaper? It's in a little bit, but holy shit, there is some (laughs) exposition... There is some techno babble in this episode. It's great. They need to, like, support the whole Reaper thing. Yeah, yeah. (gasps) Oh, just everything she's saying, like, I'm just, just cringing at all of it. Because I, I mean, I love it because I hate it so much, I think. It holds together, like, just an, no, it doesn't hold together. (laughs) It's high level enough that it can't necessarily not make sense. But none of it makes sense. Right. Like, you'd have to really know about the stuff she's talking about to be like, well, no, nothing about what she said makes sense. But the vast majority of people who are watching do not have that level of knowledge. So they Mm -hmm. just have to be like, well, seems reasonable to me. Spike shows up. He's talking to her. She still can't see him. He is able to give her a very light electric shock, which is promising. Yeah, it's really the first time that he's been able to interact with something that's not a chair or the floor. (laughs) So, you know, that's fun for him, you know? Oh, I love that it has to be qualified like that. (laughs) Man, when Angel was lurking behind Fred in the shadows... Oh my god, (laughs) he is Batman. I get it. I get it. Like, I have so many questions about why he was just silently standing back there. It doesn't make any sense. (sighs) So, he is here to tell Fred they need to go have a seance. They got a very spooky lady coming who is going to tell them, reveal all. You know, she'll she'll contact the other plane. She's better than all the other mystics they got. She will figs it out. And you're like, well, this scene's probably going to be dumb. But fine, <laughs> fine show, I'll watch it. And then the mystic turns out to be sassy and hot. And you're like, hey, this is better than I expected, honestly. Now, for a show that has a lot of vampires in it, yeah. it seems gauche for me to use the word vampy when describing (laughs) someone's look but i'm not sure there's another look that applies she does look vampy (laughs) oh i think it's the only way to go so i've called it red alert because you know it's this red i'm gonna go with lace dress it's the necklace that is pushing it into vampy it really is yeah this elaborate beaded (laughs) necklace with like almost a dragonfly pattern on the front Yeah. And like, you know, I guess if you're a mystic, you gotta dress the part. No one's gonna take you very seriously. (laughs) 
I don't know. I mean, she's fun for the five minutes that she lasts. She is very fun. And it's very effective when she sort of like explodes all over yeah. Fred. Yeah, no. Super gross for Fred. So that's not great. <laughs> Shouldn't have so tried she... to contact that plane. Yeah, she reaches over to the spirits and she finds something very spooky. Mm. S- very extra spooky that Angel somehow thinks is Spike. <laughs> I mean, okay, Angel, when he was the Scourge of Europe, did know Spike, who was, like, almost a co-Scourge for a while, you know? (laughs) Spike was pretty spooky, but yeah, he's not this spooky. And, like, they make some good points about, of course, Spike didn't do this. This woman was trying to help him. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. So, you know, there's some sort of other dark power that is rising. Not in Sunnydale, but somewhere. (laughs) When Wes is, like, so foreboding when he's talking to Gunn about how something that's worse than Spike ever was. (laughs) And you're like, oh, give me that grit, Wes. Oh, it sets the scene. It really does work, though. It's funny to talk about, but, like, Yeah. yeah. No, he does. He can convincingly deliver these sorts of things now. Yeah. Yeah. Watching Wes in this show makes me want to watch Buffy season three, just because the contrast is so insane (laughs) between these. I mean, it's the same person, technically. (laughs) This same character. But yeah, just this place we've gotten to is it's fun in a different way, I guess. Watching Amy Acker in this set makes me very much want to go back to Dollhouse. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I'm there already, aren't I? I can <laughs> yeah, I'm basically, basically here. Dollhouse. Yeah. yeah, it's whiskey, you know. <laughs> yeah, just need more people forgetting who they are, and then it's Dollhouse. What is a lonely ghost to do if you are Spike <laughs> but and you watch need some company? Fred have a shower? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you're like, no, Spike, I thought we were done with this. I thought so, too. It's fine. He's worked out that he can sort of interact with things if he focuses hard enough, and he manages to spell the word Reaper in the mist on the shower glass, which is going to be useful. So it's interesting. Uh, This is going to be some major spoilers for the Dresden Files book 13, so anyone who's (laughs) listening. (laughs) Skip ahead a couple minutes. I also haven't read it. Do Are you upset if I tell you what happens? No, not at all. Okay. So in book 13, Harry Dresden is a ghost. Oh. Because <laughs> he's been killed. Right. Yeah. So James Marsters reads these audiobooks uh, to me, right? Oh, and no. Like, it's really at the point where it's just all become so twisted together. And like in the book where Harry's a ghost, he can sit in cars and, you know, stand on floors. And there's some hand-wavy bullshit about why. And then as the book progresses, he realizes that, like, with enough will, he can affect the physical world. So when Spike realizes this, I'm like, well, of course, didn't you already know that? Because isn't this all kind of the same thing? And yeah, my mind is really starting to kind of lose it, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I can see how that would be a, a tad on the confusing side. This fucking duster he's got on all the time. Like, I don't yeah. need this. Oh, boy. Oh, James Ugh. Marsters is such a good pick for that in so many ways. Yeah, God damn. I know. And it's made me really get used to his American voice in a way mm. that I never would have before. Yeah. Good, yeah. 
Oh, boy. So Spike has gone to all this trouble. He gets tossed around for it, though. All of the ghosts show up. They're surrounding him. They are telling him that he is super fucked. And who should appear but the Reaper? Oh, boy. This man is pretty spooky. He's not as spooky as all the ghosts, but still. No. Uh, so, yeah, his the character's name is Matthias Pavane, I think. Pavane, yeah. Yeah, and this man, uh, Simon Templeman is his name, mm-hmm. is quite the prolific voice actor. Yeah. And it's because he has a pretty spooky voice. He you does know? have a spooky voice. So there's a lot of, like, him doing creepy voices mm-hmm. in video games. Yeah. Things like the Barrow White in Lord of the Rings. Oh, no way. Or, like, Absalom in some thing called Darksiders 2, which sounds spooky. <laughs> Isn't Darksiders the one with, like, death and Maybe. war? He's some sort of admiral in Mass Effect 3. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what Darksiders is. Okay. Uh, ooh, Mass Effect 3. I haven't played that one. Oh, and Mass Effect 2. Oh, I've played that He's one. <laughs> a bunch of stuff in Mass Effect 2. Oh, nice. Yeah, they tend to He's reuse voice Uncharted characters. games? Yeah, yeah okay, that, that would make sense. sense. Yeah. That, that's actually fun because that's a bit of a Joss Whedon link-up. Shit, Jane's character is played by adam baldwin adam baldwin not alec baldwin there you go so Uh, close (laughs) so adam baldwin and alan tudyk uh do a bunch of voice acting in like i think mass effect definitely Mm. the halo games so i'd be very surprised if they didn't have a link up with this guy at some point in voice acting for some games yeah like the on the imdb page his known for little panel is they're all just video games yeah (laughs) Yeah. He is good. He is mostly going to be talking to Spike about how Spike is being dragged to hell, but it doesn't mean Pavane can't have a bit of fun with them first. Oh, what a what a wacky guy, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. So I have two two pictures here. So you've called the first one of Spike <laughs> mouth breather. So I noticed, for whatever reason in this episode, that every time James Marsters was doing anything... Or, like, walking around. Mm-hmm. His mouth is just a little bit open. <laughs> just all the time. Uh-huh. To a point that I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I don't know why. Just imagine, like, putting a little noisemaker in there or something. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was alone. He was walking through spooky dark hallways and his mouth was always just a little bit open, hmm. you know? Interesting. So yeah, I've called it mouth breather. And then I've got a picture of our friend Pavane here. Why did they stop at his neck? There we go. So his makeup, <laughs> his like gray face, yeah. stops at the edge of his face. It does. And his neck is just so normal colored. Huh. I wonder if they thought he was going to be wearing a high collar? Like, they had him in, like, a big ruff or something? Yeah. Or, like, this shirt obviously has big lapels. Maybe they were thinking it was going to be done up when he was shooting? Also, it's TV, right? And, like, the budget for that only goes so far. (laughs) They ran out of makeup money. (laughs) No, you just get someone in the chair, you do your best, and then you ship him off. But, like, the first rule of putting foundation on is that you don't stop at your face. You do your neck. Because people can see your neck. Maybe it's a new makeup person. I don't know, man. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, it's not very obvious. It's particularly obvious in this, like, one scene where I took a picture. But Mm -hmm. other than that, yeah, just being... I'm just being picky. There is a whole bunch of exposition about the Reaper. He, yeah, dark so much. doctor Just... killed a bunch of people, his patients, yeah, scattered their body parts around the place, did a bunch of dark rituals, 
got abducted by Wolfram and Hart, used his blood to open the L.A. branch, and that's why he's been haunting this place for so long. Well, there was this pesky church right on the spot they wanted to use, and they Uh were like, what's the best way to deconsecrate this? We should probably spill the blood of a serial killer all over it. Yeah, 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 let's do that. Makes some sense, man. Seems to have worked. It does. Well, it, it didn't work out great for every ghost that's ever been at Wolfram and Hart, but okay. that's just a side effect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got this on lock. It's fine. Yeah. So for whatever reason, like this guy should, shouldn't have been able to do this, but he could, but because he knew something about dark magic, I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, so he's, this is his like dominion. He right. has managed to like get himself a foothold here and... And he has power over all of the other ghosts that inhabit Wolfram and Hart or, you know, briefly inhabit Wolfram and Hart. This is when we don't think about things too much, right? Yeah. This is where it really breaks down. His entire shtick is that he's not in hell because whenever a ghost comes along, he focuses his willpower and desire and sends them to hell in his place. But hell should be looking for two people at that point, not just one, because it's still waiting on him. And then he's still able to conjure them back from hell or like a shade of them back from hell, but they're not technically ghosts in a way that a mystic can... Anyway, fuck it all. Yeah, fuck it. none of it makes sense. The The point is really that like this... This is his domain, and he can do whatever he wants here by exerting his will. He demonstrates this by making Spike a naked ghost. Which would work a lot better if Spike didn't have so much to be proud of in his body. (laughs) So yeah, he doesn't seem too put off by the fact that he's naked. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) he also cuts on Spike a lot, which is working a lot better, it seems. Yeah, yeah. And Fred does a bunch of math to possibly help Spike, and she's like, okay, we need a bunch of dark energy, like a fuck ton of dark energy to power this ritual and then we can recorporealize spike and save him it'll be great wes is like i know just the place there is a (laughs) volcano in darkest africa legends (laughs) speak of it we can go there and gun just cuts him off and being like no there's just a room in this building don't worry follow me god damn when he just is delivering that line so seriously like this is their only option right i just it was phenomenal man oh great stuff quality watcher nonsense coming out yeah 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 but yes we get to see the panther in the white room and i'm like yeah this episode is just full of things michaela told you about full of things (laughs) they're so relevant now Suddenly, four episodes in, I was starting to be like, man, that white room, I made a big deal about that. Like, it hasn't come up. Here we go. But it's I would have been up. much more confused. They try to like quickly exposit some stuff about like, ah, oh, used to be a creepy girl. Now it's something else. Uh, it's going to be wacky. <laughs> and like none of this would have helped you in any way no, if I had not, not told you about what the this conduit. Was. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, yeah, they briefly say, like, wasn't the conduit a creepy girl that helped us to talk to the senior partners? And it's like, ah, yes, 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 but... <laughs> but now it's a panther! <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a panther. They need a few whiskers or something to power this thing. Instead, Gun comes back <laughs> with a bottle of what you've called panther juice. What is in the tube? <laughs> Dark energy, Michaela. It's... It's some sort of black liquid. There's so much of it. Now, I want to be very clear. 
dark energy that they can get in this method one time and one time Once. only. Gun's like, so this clear. is the last time that Panther's going to let me do that. Unspecified action. <laughs> I don't know why that's Gun's voice, but it is now. <laughs> and- that Panther didn't love that. <laughs> And Fred's like, that's fine. This is the only time we can ever do this ritual. We've got a bunch of expendable, expensive things into this place. We're going to do it. And it'll be this one time only thing. Let's do it. Right. Very clear. So, yeah, they're making it pretty clear. So they they turn this thing on and it makes this shockwave that the ghosts can feel. Mm-hmm. And they somehow know that it means... I, I don't know how they seem to know what it means, but they go there after they feel the shockwave. <laughs> well, and Spike is starting to fight back. He's realized the desire and force of will, to use a Harry yep. Dresden term, <laughs> can be used in this realm to give yourself strength and almost a corporealness. And he's fighting back against Pavane, and they both run to this place, and somehow Pavane beats him because he's got stronger will or something. And Pavane is grabbing Fred, and he's going to strangle her to death. And he's like, you got to choose. It's either me or your body. Or either your body or this girl or something, something, something. And you're like, does he have to choose? Why? I don't really understand yeah. how all of a sudden <laughs> this dude can kill people and he like hasn't been doing it up to now. Like the Green Goblin having your girlfriend in one hand dangled over a bridge and then a bus in the other hand that he's going to drop on the other side. I see yeah. how that's a choice. <laughs> That's a choice. You're choosing one. And like, if you kill him, both of them die. I get it. I get it. This is like going for that, but not that. And where is it written that like, oh, is this, this is only going to work on one of them. Why didn't they just both jump in the circle? Good question. So Spike I mean... saves Fred and Pavane <laughs> yeah. becomes corporeal. Womp womp. Womp womp. Which is his greatest nightmare. Sort of ironically, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because now he can't just do whatever he wants and he can't escape hell anymore because they're going to make a hell on earth for him. Right. So, (laughs) Spike's still being dragged to hell. He gets some time to talk to Fred, sort of in a wrap-up thing, and that's nice. But he's still going to be sucked into hell? Well, I don't know, because it was Pavane trying to push him into hell. Was it not? To take his place? Was it? (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) I thought ghosts were sort of transient and like they would leave on their own eventually. And Spike's been falling into hell, but that is that that's all been Pavane's doing because Pavane was getting taken to hell. Spike's still hellbound. On the wiki in the continuity section, it says that Spike finds out why he has been disappearing, right? So all of right. that stuff was to do with Pavane. Uh-huh. And like I don't know if you could then extrapolate that <laughs> It was the only reason he was being sucked into hell was because of Pavane. If they want me to take that away from this episode, they need to do a much better job. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not what I got. I got that nothing has changed (laughs) in this entire episode, except now Spike can pick up a mug if he tries really, really, really hard. Yeah, and now they have zero ways to make him corporeal, where before they had, like, half of a way. Exactly, that they yeah. they really sure about. Now yeah. they've got to go to Darkest Africa and hit up this volcano, I guess. But, like, a bunch like, of the yeah. runes and shit were destroyed when this thing went off, too. So I don't even know if they can do that. 
No. Yeah. So, Fred's yeah. pretty clear that this is like, it's done. Not happening anymore. I mean, hey, kudos to Fred. Her machine worked. It did. So that's great. She did all the math right. Didn't, didn't kill anyone. And uh, yeah, as I said, Pavane gets put into a nice little box. Yep. That's going to keep him alive forever. Yeah, permanent storage. Yeah. <laughs> and like you can, when they say it on the show, you can hear the capital letters just slotting <laughs> right in on those. You're like, yeah. nice. That's terrifying and awful. It's really like, it makes me feel very physically ill to consider that. Mm. Like, I, I don't like to think about it too much. It's like sleep it's just paralysis like, forever. Right. It just sounds like the worst. Mm-hmm. I guess your mind would break eventually. <laughs> it's I don't know. a while. Shit. Yeah, it's maybe. So but yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's our episode. episode. Michaela, do you like this episode? Yeah, I had a great spooky time. Oh honestly. my God. This made me see, feel so relieved. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, Angel is a good show. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, I was worried after that last one, but no, it is good. And yeah, this this episode is uh, a lot of fun. Really, really well It's done. interesting. Like we had two good episodes and then one piece of crap <laughs> and then another good episode. Yep. So like as a percentage wise, we're doing pretty well. We right? are, yeah. 75%. It's pretty great. That's definitely good. Uh, do we have a I've... winner for the episode? Oh, that's a good question. Because it's, mm. it's... I have a hard time going with Spike. Okay. Yeah. Canonically, I will go with Spike. Because he's no longer being sucked into hell. But... Right. It's sort of unclear. Like, we are supposed to think that he was actually visiting hell briefly whenever mm-hmm. he disappeared before. But that doesn't jive with what this episode is showing us. Which is That's that... That's true. Pavane's trying to throw him into this spooky hell true. portal. Yeah. Like, so, I I think canonically I answer Spike, and then my actual feeling is probably Fred. It does, like like I said, the machine works. The machine works. And, like, that's a triumph for her. Yeah. That she really had to do a lot of math, and she wasn't sure that it was going to work, and she did manage to make it work, which is very commendable. Uh, it sucks that it didn't work out the way she wanted, but, like, that's not really her bad, yeah. you know? Uh, that's fine. So I think I'd rather give it to Fred, honestly. Same, same, same. Do you have a favorite outfit from this episode, Michaela? I mean, it's going to be Lauren. Let's <laughs> let's be honest. I understand that he was here for like 10 seconds max, yeah. but I don't care because he still looked the best. <laughs> better than the chunky necklace on Fred Ugh. or the ridiculous unbuttoned shirt on Angel. It's true. Yeah. Very, oh, so many buttons. Very true. Do you have a rose from this episode? What was your favorite thing? The more that they explore this dynamic between Spike and Angel, mm-hmm. the happier I become with their scenes together. Just this idea that, like, they have so much shared history and they have all these things that they can talk about and, and really, like, all these things in common. Yeah. <laughs> that they're trying to fight against, but, like, it's there, you know? Uh, they are the same character, though. <laughs> yeah, they really Especially are. Especially <laughs> once they gave Spike a soul. Yeah. It was a really big gut punch at the end of season six for me. Like, whoa. But at the same time, it's like, you made him angel. He's just angel now. And now they've put him on angel, <laughs> which on the face of it is insane. Uh-huh. That they've like literally added the same character as the main character again. <laughs> yep. But I still like it. <laughs> Pretty bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> My rose from this episode, again, I'm a one-note person. The spooky ghosts. <laughs> They're really spooky. They did a great job with them. Michaela, do you have a thorn? The inclusion of Eve at the expense <laughs> of anyone else that could have been. Ah, uh, that is a very good thorn. Yeah. Like, Lorne. Give Lorne <sighs> more to do. Just get Eve out of here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Eve is Harmony, not as a you main said. cast member on this show. Lorne is. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> 
Oh, yeah. And, like, Lorne could be pissed that she's taking budget away from his entertainment division. He's got several <laughs> grievances there that need money to help sort out. Anyway. Right, and Angel's brought him in because he's the people person. Angel really isn't. Yeah. Let's be honest about yeah. that. Yeah, Lorne right? could actually front most of this conversation. Yeah. And call Fred Sweetie a bunch and, like... Freddykins, probably. Probably? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. My thorn for this episode is the lack of plot advancement and the episodicness of it. Because oh, really, yeah. <laughs> this... Uh, you gotta ask yourself, like, if they didn't do this episode, what do they miss? And I don't no, think it's they, anything. Yeah. It's a really good episode, but it could be removed at no cost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just, like... Yeah. Spike gets better, and that's fine. You don't need to spend an episode on that, especially because it wasn't a huge problem before. Yeah, and it's just like, we accomplished nothing. I guess there's a bit of character work. Yeah. Because, you know, we see that Spike is willing to make the sacrifice. He Like, he knows full well what's going to happen yep. if he pushes Pavane in there, and he's doing it because, partially because he's threatening Fred, but I think... A part of it is, like, because of all these other spirits that Pavane has been terrorizing for, like, a hundred years or whatever. But I would argue this episode is not about Spike's character growth. It's not about no. Spike making the hero play or the sacrifice play. It is about no. the spooky ghosts. Yeah, those things just are, like, they happen yeah, also. exactly. A little bit, but not in a major way, and absolutely they're not the focus. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, anything else <laughs> to wrap up for this episode? No. It's good. No, I'm good. It's a good one. Yeah. 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 Michaela, what do we have coming up next time? No, 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 next time. All right, I forgot we can't do that anymore. On b b b wait, no. Angel. That's terrible. We should always do that. Oh, goodness gracious me. The next episode is called Life of the Party. Oh, and you talked about Lauren maybe getting some time in the spotlight. Lauren is throwing a Halloween party for the fun. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. And wackiness is going to ensue. Uh, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> Sounds wacky as hell. It's going to be wacky. Exciting. It's from what I remember, the premise is a little similar to something we may have seen before. But I'm not going to complain about it. But yeah, I think you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, haven't they done this on another show? <laughs> are they like are they trapped in a house or something? No, no. Oh, okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Should be good. Should. I'm just happy to see more Lorne, honestly. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lorne. Yeah. So, done such a disservice by this episode, unfortunately. Such a disservice. All right. Well, that will be fun next time. And until then, our listeners can reach out in all the familiar places. Uh, Facebook. This will be up on not the Reddit. <laughs> Facebook. So, Facebook, you can also email us at beyondvenue.hellmouth at gmail.com. Yeah, that's uh, that's about it. And until next time, see, see you, you later, later, LA Gator. Gator. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.